0: Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute that needs resolution, you know that I recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Now, Barack, you not only handle litigation, but also serve as an arbitrator. Is that correct? It is, Dennis. Instead of going to court, two sides can hire an arbitrator to resolve the dispute. It's usually cheaper and a lot quicker. And we offer that service for a lot less than others. So what prompted you to start as an arbitrator? First, I discovered I was good at evaluating evidence and applying the law. People started asking us to handle more arbitrations. Second, I see an urgent need. The recent budget crisis has shut down courtrooms. Cases that took at most a year will now take three to five years. Arbitration won't have that problem. Justice you shall seek. My friends, you know I trust Barack Lurie with my business and other legalities and to make sure you get a fair resolution in your matter, call him to serve as your arbitrator at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Pursuing Justice, Barack Lurie at Lurie & Park, 866-575-8111. out that the Pope has decided that uh, it would be a really great thing to recognize Palestine, a state of Palestine. and Presumably that's going to be the, uh, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank together, and that uh, now he the, recognizes the delegation of Palestine. Now, officially, details are still to be worked out. But it doesn't matter. There's momentum now, and and it's going to be impossible for the Vatican to go backwards on this. So for all intents and purposes, the Vatican has officially recognized this country called Palestine, presumably headed up by Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. So good for you, Vatican. Now, here's the problem. As I told a good friend earlier today, I would far rather that... So, uh, that, that some country like Albania recognize a Palestine uh, rather than the Vatican. The Vatican is the first uh, of, of many to recognize uh, this Palestinian state. And the problem with it is that it's the Vatican, right? It's, it's ostensibly this high minded, value laden spiritual center of the world. That's very important. Yes, One that understands the difference between good and evil. Uh, and it does, I, 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 I presume. And I, you, know, you know how much I love the Catholic Church. You know how much I love Christianity, generally speaking. So it, it, it hurts me when an institution that I so admire, I so revere as the Catholic Church, gets it so wrong on such an important issue of right and wrong. What's that expression that the Torah says? Uh, those who... As that old uh, biblical saying goes, those who are kind to the cruel will soon be cruel to the kind. Right? And that's that's what the Catholic Church is now starting to get itself into. I mean, it should never be in that business. Of all the things in the world, when we're attacking the left... Um, we, we attack them because of their lack of moral clarity, their lack of moral vision. But any entity that recognizes the thuggish, murderous, despicable regime in, uh, of Hamas or Fatah or Hezbollah or any of those <clears throat> organizations and recognizes them as a legitimate enterprise is clearly failing to recognize the evil nature. Of that, why? Why would you recognize them? What? What benefit is there, at the end of the day, to the Vatican? Well, did you need? Are you engaging in trade with these people? I mean, well, I mean, the, neither the Vatican nor the Palestinian Authority need a, a, um, any sort of trade agreement between the two of them, right? I mean, that's absurd. So I'm still trying to figure this out. And the only conclusion I have is that this Pope. As much as I love the papacy and I love the Catholic Church, you know that. This is not the first decision that he has made that has raised eyebrows, right? I mean, you can chime in with me, but I know that he spoke, for example, lovingly about the notion that one of our first priorities as humans on the planet is to fight global warming. That was one issue. All right, there was another issue that I think you wanted to bring up also that he brought up. I think it involved uh, not gay marriage, but
1: nevertheless uh, homosexuality. Uh, uh, Well, embracing homosexuality or homosexuals, I don't think he went as far as. embracing redefinitions of the institution of marriage, which, thank God, but give them time to evolve. Right, and there's there's room, right. based on his, his track record. But all of his embraces of the global warming agenda and his anti-capitalism agenda, well, constantly it. suggesting that capitalism is, a, or free market enterpri- free enterprise is at fault for so many of the world's poverty ills without ever putting forth an idea that's a true solution other than socialist and communist solutions. Well, right. And, and he, of course,
0: doesn't either... He also doesn't connect the dots between capitalism and, and poverty. And, of course, fails to recognize all the great achievements that capital, capitalism has brought us to alleviate poverty. I and mean, yeah. this, it, 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 this is the way it is lately with this, with this pope. And I, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. And now, the fact that he recognizes the Palestinian state And calls it Palestine I mean just What is going on It's just You can at least wait for the UN I mean Well good point Yeah So You know Once the Vatican does it Then of course Then the other countries Will say Well gosh You know The Vatican Which is You know They're putting their Imprimatur On the um, On the whole notion Of of independence Well who are we To say That the Pope Is is wrong on this And now You know The Vatican gives Moral authority And moral um, Cover to any country that wants
1: to take that extra step. I think Sweden did did it recently, didn't it? Well, I'd be most concerned with Catholic countries that have a uh, history or a dubious uh, anti-Semitic past, say Poland. Now Poland has a complete uh, air cover if yeah. they choose to go this road. I do want to mention that this isn't the first pope who's done these kind of things. We both agree that Pope John Paul II is a great hero in many of the struggles we believe in. But remember, in the 80s, he actually embraced and kissed Arafat, if yes. you remember that incident. That's so true. Yeah. The, the papacy has these, these issues, which only... It, it, the problem that I see is it, it it only gives ammunition to those who constantly accuse different sects of Christianity of being institutionally anti-Semitic. Well, that and uh, it goes back to that,
0: the phrase we just said, uh, showing kindness to the cruel. Because when you embrace and kiss the, uh, something like Arafat, uh, you are indeed uh, blessing him in a sense, right? Saying, uh, you're thanking him. Uh, you, you
1: you're so endorsing
0: you're, yeah, it's, I don't get a poker <clears throat> kiss <clears throat> No, <laughs> You
1: know, you don't
0: No, and, and and it turns out you haven't murdered anybody lately <laughs> Right are, are, And you know what, I think I don't recall murdering anybody You know, I'm, I'm looking back in the, the, the recesses of my memory banks And I just For the life of me, Ari, I just can't re- recall Murdering a single person Huh
1: you were How about, about that? Before we started, you were talking about laziness. Yes. Uh, without casting any aspersions at anyone. Do you think you and I are just not ambitious enough that we've <laughs> neglected That's to true. explore this vein of action that well, s- look, by, by the con- blessed seem to take? By contrast, the Sourified uh, the Monster, he, he,
0: you know, he has thousands of, not hundreds of thousands of, of people's lives uh, killed, uh, either directly or indirectly, uh, leading to him. And that's to say nothing, of course, of all the Hamas uh, bastards uh, who have uh, even more blood on their hands. Okay, so, you know, and, and, and you and I, nothing, nothing. This man, however, has murdered so many people. He gets the kiss. Why? Because he's decided that maybe I'll start talking to the Israelis and about peace. Because, you know, I, I've engaged in murderous warfare and I'm thinking about peace. So, so that somehow entitles you now to a kiss. It, it, it's so offensive, the notion that we would do this. Uh, what, what if Charles Manson, having killed the, the people that he did, and he gets convicted, and then Charles Manson says, you know, I did something horrible. That, that's really, I, I feel bad about it. Of course, Arafat never said such a thing. But let's say Manson did. Would, would he, that entitle him to some sort of reward? Some sort of uh, blessing by the pope or otherwise. Good for you, Charles. We really respect you. Can we can we uh, help you in any way, shape, or form? Here's an award, by the way. Here's here's a recognition on your part. This is this is the world that they expect. And I I, anyway, I'm I'm getting upset about it, of course. But we always do. You
1: should. should. You should. This is this. This is, this is the kind of thing you're supposed to be upset about. The uh, one thing uh, I also uh, want uh, to run by, yeah. you though, is also think about the irony of this. How badly are Christians treated in those portions of the Arab world that are now to be called Palestine? Because Christians aren't exactly <coughs> thriving there. Well, they, they
0: throw out every Christian out there. They kill them all. And if they don't kill them all, then, then you're lucky
1: only to be forced out. Okay? So, that's, so it's a very good point. But... But it's, not like, it's not like this horrible person has been giving safe harbor and amnesty to well, Christians.
0: This is the problem when you don't see the difference between good and evil in a clear way. Sadly, this pope lacks clarity. Sadly. okay, I'm, I'm sure he's good in many other uh, realms. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely positive of this. I, I have a lot of Catholic friends who, um, you know, they're, they're Catholic. They have to love the pope. That's part of their thing. They, this is not really a choice on their part. I've asked before about this. We've discussed this before. There's a difference between, uh, I think, making a decree and, and sending out some sort of opinion. Um, but this is a big deal. This is your church saying this. And I, I, I'm not asking you to, to give up Catholicism. Far from it. But I am, I am asking, if you are Catholic, to 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 wonder, is this pope doing something that you consider to be morally right? That's all. Because... If the Pope is infallible, I don't know that. if you consider him infallible. I think he's dem- definitely demonstrating. This is on the, the infallible column, shall we say. <laughs> All right, this was a big mistake. I woke up this morning, read that news item, and, and told myself, wow, it's a, for some reason, I, I feel that this is gonna be a, a big watershed moment in history, and I, I wanted to ignore that. But here's the day, this is it. This is a, a very important day when things changed. This is the day, May 13, 2015. You know, we, we joked around a lot um, a long time ago. No, actually, not joked around, we made it very, I mean, to some extent, we joked around, but also we, we made a prediction, and I think it's a valid prediction, that 15 years from now, Notre Dame will become a mosque. And then we saw an example of what's happening in, uh, in England. Uh, What's the big church there? Westminster Abbey. Yeah, Westminster Abbey. And they were doing exactly the things that we said they would start doing. It's not as if suddenly they'll just take it over one day. It'll be a slow progression. We said that they would start outside the, the church. In this case, Notre Dame is what we said. And then they'll have like 10 or so people. And then they'll have a few more people. And then a few more people. Then they'll be in the vestibule. Closer and closer to the innards of the church, if you will. And then one day... It'll just be a weekly thing. And then all of a sudden, it'll be a lot of people, and they'll, they'll cover up the icons, of the, the, the Jesus icons, because, you know, that, that's offensive to them. <clears throat> and then eventually, they'll just take it down. And they'll say, you weren't, you weren't using this. What's the point? Why, why do you care? And no one will care. That's, that is the point. And it happened, it started happening in Westminster Abbey, exactly the way we said it would, except that it happened a lot sooner. Of course, our predictions Generally speaking, it happen a lot sooner Why am I bringing this up? Because, you know, one could say Hey, maybe the Vatican is becoming a mosque Right? I mean, that's, that is a joke, of course We don't actually think it's becoming a mosque Simply because of this But you're playing
1: with fire it's not a joke it's an exaggeration but it's a realistic exaggeration into the absurd because of other pieces of information that we've seen that (coughs) lead us in that direction so it's not a completely absurd uh prognostication the pope is doing
0: the devil's bidding okay this is exactly what the devil would want right and arafat and hamas and all those monsters they are the devil you would never I mean, your, your whole life, uh, your Your Excellency is that what they call him, Excellency, yeah, Your Eminence, Your Eminence. Your whole yes. life, Your Eminence, and all the cardinals that are with you, and all the people that aspire to be a cardinal and then a pope. Your whole lives are dedicated to battling evil, to recognizing evil, and emphasizing the good. And this is, and and the Vatican itself
1: embraces this evil. How can, you, how can you justify this? Yeah, and it's not just Islam. Like we said, it's communism, too. The two great evils of our time. Both of them. All right. How can you justify this? That's, that's my... And it's
0: not as if... I don't know. You know, during the days of the Nazis, you know, the, the, the church had a tough, tough time as well. <clears throat> they didn't fight back as, as hard as we would like them to. But nevertheless, they didn't embrace Nazis. Okay. But even then, you could say, well, you know, they're surrounded, and the the Mussolini and so on, and and Hitler, there's a lot of pressure to bear on the Vatican. But what kind of pressure is there upon the Vatican to do this? It's not as if someone put put a gun to the Pope's head and said, you will recognize the state of Palestine because of economic squeezes or otherwise, or we're we're just going to kill every one of the the cardinals. They don't – they didn't say that. God
1: God forbid. I mean, that would be actually a good excuse if that actually were the case. <clears throat> no, this is the same pressure. Uh, campus presidents are, under, are on uh, college campuses with the BDS and SJP movements. Right. This is this is cultural pressure. <clears throat> it's just cultural pressure, and it's a sense of wanting to be loved, and that's what's happening with
0: this pope. The, this pope wants to be the first pope that dot dot dot. The first pope that dot dot dot. You know, one, two, and three. Whatever it is, he wants to be that guy. Um, he wants a mental transformation, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, wait a minute <clears throat> yeah. I, I understand Look, I, I won't go so far as to say that, that This pope is is doing To the Vatican And Catholicism What we have always claimed that Obama Is doing to America and western Civilization at large we, I won't go that far, I, I, I respect my Catholic friends far too much to, to do that, but I am Saying that this pope Perhaps in his what I think is a transparent Attempt to be loved And to, to obtain love from the world And respect from the world uh, <clears throat> Is really doing A great disservice to Christianity At large and certainly to Catholicism This is a big issue We'll see how this all turns out Alright, I want to move on to a slightly different topic um, And it's somewhat related Because you can ask yourself What's it going to be like You know, If this sort of Pattern continues. You know, if we we continue to embrace the bad guys, one way or the other, continue to say, how can we work together? How can we work together? Not realizing that uh, with some some bastards, peace you you don't give them that chance, right? You don't give peace a chance to these guys. You you put you don't have to go to war. I don't expect the Vatican to go to war with the uh, the bad guy uh, Arab countries. I do expect them, however. To put up a wall And say We ain't talking to you Until you show that you are truly Reformed society Until you embrace other cultures As we embrace you Until you uh, treat women with respect Until you treat our our Jewish friends With respect In fact until you treat each other with respect That's when we'll lower the wall A little bit for you But How will it be if we continue on with this pattern over the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, right? Wouldn't it be interesting <clears throat> if we perhaps could show the Pope, or for that matter, anybody who ascribes to what the Pope has recently done, a, uh, a movie of the way things are going to be in the future because of the inevitable continuation of this, of this embrace of evil. How will this turn out, this movie, right? Right? Now I want to leave because it makes me think about other things. How about if we <clears throat> showed a a video or a graph or or otherwise of uh, of a liberal program, say minimum wage, say um, affirmative action, say ever increasing taxes, and show what that would mean, what that impact would be over time. Okay, a, a minimum wage that would be just definitely just difficult for any employer to bear, um, affirmative action run amok, higher taxes run amok. How would that look like? What, is the, what are the impacts of that? What are the impacts of uh, far greater regulation in our society? And then you, you put it in a computer, let's say, and you, uh, you, you say, well, here are all the variables and as much as you can, and, and then you play it out, and what will that computer generate as a result? It will not be a pretty picture. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, guess what? We have such a thing. They're called American cities, like Detroit. Detroit is the result of the 40 years of liberal
1: programs. Hold on. I have about another one. Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Baltimore. <coughs> yeah, it just occurred to me. Oh, sorry. Can we Yeah. <laughs> What a, what a random
0: thought. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever brought you th- to that point? I don't know. Uh, yeah. but, but Baltimore is a good example, too. Um, Los Angeles, to a lesser extent. But this is what happens. You'll, you'll slowly have this decay of a society uh, if you embrace fully the liberal mantra. Now, you, <clears throat> you may have some liberal uh, programs in place in this or that city, but because they're not fully embraced, uh, you may mistake that the success of the city is because of the liberal program, when in fact, it's in spite of The liberal program in question. That's the concern. Now, what's so funny about all this is that where have they actually engaged computer models for purposes of predicting what the future will be? Wait for it, wait for it. Ari's got it on the tip of his tongue. It's
1: global warming. There you go. Right? Really? Yeah. Oh <coughs> yeah. Global warming.
0: <laughs> I find this fascinating because it was just it just dawned on me on my walk this morning that, you know, they, they're so that they're so uh, hell bent on telling us about how terrible things will be forty years from now, all based upon a computer model, right? They have all these interesting features. They plug in those all the, the programming, and they say, if we continue on with this devastating pattern of, of conduct that we have, we will be like X in 40 years from now. Okay. Hey, I would like you to employ that same analytical thinking to all your other programs that you've encouraged us to, to affirmative action, minimum wage uh, higher taxes, regulations, all those goodies that you like to do, or the breakup of the family, for example, gay marriage. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't think past six months. I don't think you even think one month ahead of you. But when it comes to uh, why we, sh- we should act against uh, our, our in- entire economy, well, then all of a sudden you're very foresighted, right? You're, you're thinking way out into the future. But the reason why you think way out into the future, of course, is because you can't show it now. So, you have to say that's going to happen 40 years from now in order to justify action now, right? But they won't do that in reverse. They won't ask, ask themselves the questions of what will happen if we continue on with this crazy program that we just adopted, whether again it's gay marriage or, or uh, <clears throat> not, not even encouraging marriage whatsoever, or forcing kids to have sex education at such an early age, or encouraging <clears throat> uh, uh, boys to go into girls' bathrooms and all the, all the other crazy things that we've been talking about. What are they, what's, what's society going to look like 10, 20, 40 years from now if we keep up this sort of pattern of behavior? Right? What's it going to be? Because progressivism, as we know, doesn't stop. That's one thing. We, we know that the progressivism graph keeps on going up, keeps on chugging away, doesn't stop. There will not be an end. So, it's not hard to predict what the future may hold. I think even Dennis Prager asked this question uh, a couple, like a week ago or so. Uh, what, what's next? Is it nudity? Just is that going to be the new cause? Like, let's just walk around naked. It actually was a couple
1: days ago on a college campus. Well, there you go. You oh
0: that? yes, that, where the, the professor told everyone to come in naked and For he a himself final
1: would, exam, and the course was supposedly <coughs> an elective course. And he told everyone, but if it makes you uncomfortable, don't take this course. But then you find out the course is a prerequisite for all these other courses. Right. Oh, so are you? You are forced to do
0: it. Well, put, even put aside that. You, you, yeah, you're right. You put aside that, even if you are not, if, if it's not a requirement for other courses in the future. Well, uh, saying that you, you should, you, you don't have to take this class if you don't like the idea of being nude at, at, at one time or the other. Well, then. Tough luck, you know, but that's like saying, uh, you know, look, if you don't like um, <clears throat> me treating you with a, um, you know, rudely in the office and making sexist comments to you and swearing at you and berating you, you don't have to take this job, right? You know, we're all tough here. And If you don't like it, this is the way we like to roll, baby. You know, I like to show my, uh, you know, take take down my pants and everyone wants to flop it around or whatever it is. And uh, we, we our ladies like to do the same thing. And we expect that out of you, too. Yes. Oh, you don't like that? Well, then... By golly, you don't have to take this job.
1: I was going to say this was a really good place to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't do that. <laughs> we actually do have standards but, here. But the irony, uh, and not to get all into this vein, there were there were two articles that were just so perfectly juxtaposed this week. The one is that UC San Diego article about the nude final exam requirement. Another article had to do with how uh, 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 multicultural administrators at a college are asking professors to give emotional trigger warnings before teaching Greek philosophy. Yes, I saw because that. Because <clears throat> stories like Persephone contain sexual harassment and rape scenes. Yes. And so girls who were sexually harassed don't feel like they can be individuals with their yes, multicultural yes, yes. background. We're getting, we're getting far
0: afield from okay. where we're But going.
1: the point is, one... The, the professor themselves is perfectly allowed to make people feel uncomfortable. On the other, students are not allowed to be made to feel uncomfortable. Well, of course. It's, it's all absurd.
0: And, and then you might as well also have a, a, an argument that, hey, look, you know, this is a whites-only membership uh, golf course, let's say, or males for that matter. And uh, if you don't like it, you know, you don't have to join us, and you can make your own uh, golf course uh, membership, right? I mean, that's the same argument. But <clears throat> when liberals say it, you see, it's okay. That's, that's the difference. That's, so as, as long as you're clear that that's the standard and that's the explanation, then you're good to go. It's not okay when anyone else does it. But when liberals do it for their cause, it's okay. Right? Same thing with Al Gore going around in a jet plane, uh, spewing out as much carbon emission as you can possibly think of, that you and I couldn't hope to do for four or five years in our entire lifetime, or for that matter. <clears throat> but he can do it. Because... Why? Because a liberal is proposing it. Okay, speaking about liberals and progressivism, we know that it keeps on going forward, forward, forward. Okay? Things will continue to change from a social point of view. Of course, they'll change from a technologic, technological point of view. We expect that, and we like that. We embrace it. We conservatives. And as we've argued before, liberals don't embrace it. But they, boy, oh boy, they love that whole uh, cultural change thing. I'll tell you what, what we can expect in the future. And we talked a little bit about this before. I think Dennis is right. To some extent, there's going to be more and more of a push for uh, public nudity in the streets, not just in a classroom and a university. But by golly, if I want to go out naked on the street on, on a warm day or whatever it is, uh, it's my choosing. You know, this is the way that God made me, so to speak. And uh, here I am, flapping in the wind. Okay? That's the way it is. And if, uh, if a woman wants to go about strutting her stuff, and god knows you know she might as well do that she might as well go naked the way the way so many women are walking around anyway today right with all these yoga pants that you see <clears throat> it's it's that's going to be a, a new frontier it sounds crazy right now but i am confident that within 10 years time there'll be a nudity movement of some kind where people will really push for this and yeah your kids are watching and you and you'll say I don't want my kid to see naked people around Well, tough luck Because you know what? You and I made the same argument When we had to. We said, look, I don't want to see you know, Two gay people holding their hands It confuses my kid you know, One day he'll understand what homosexuality is But right now, I don't want to explain that to him uh, can, can I just expl- Please explain what the standard is Which is a man and a woman Mommy and daddy, special hugs and all that stuff They don't even know what sex is and now I have to explain what anal sex is. This is this is how far we've gone, right? I mean, I, I, I'm already having trouble explaining to my my kids why this other kid in his class has two mommies, and another one has two daddies. I have a tough time. What? How do I explain that, right? <laughs> I I mean, it's it's really tough. Well, well, kid, um, you see, John and Bob there. That that's the names of of obsessed dads and. <laughs> And, uh, well, but how do they do a special hug? Well, that's a good question, son. Uh, you want to watch the Clippers game? <laughs> I mean, that, I, there's no way I'm going to address that, <laughs> right, the other day. Same thing with the lesbians. My goodness. How are you, you going to deal with that? How do you explain this to your kids? And now I'm, just, I'm just supposed to explain nudity to these kids. Hey, mommy, uh, you know, what? <clears throat> like my boy goes to the street, how come that, that lady doesn't have a penis? Or how come she has hair down there? Right? But this is what We're going to have to be explaining all the time Right? And little boys Especially, you know, at 9 years old Probably 11 years old, all of a sudden They have these raging hormones as it is But what's going on here? It's craziness <laughs> Aria is very effective about this conversation But you see It's craziness You know, the other day I was, I went to the men's restroom Here, and there was a Another man in the stall nearby, and I I won't get graphic here, but let's just say I didn't like hearing what I was hearing from the other stall. Okay, let's just keep it very simple, very PG here. And I just thought to myself, why is there this push for co-ed bathrooms? Why, why I I would see, let's say, a woman that I know, maybe even like or respect, and she's in the stall next to mine, and then I hear this stuff. Like, yuck, I don't want that Why do you want that? What's the, what is the point of that? Fighting for these co-ed bathrooms What, 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 what great right is being inf- t- infringed upon you That I have the right to hear the opposite sex Making scatological noises <laughs> This is what you're fighting for? Bunch of idiots <laughs> I, just, I can't believe what I'm... The things that, that, this, that, that this culture is now embracing, the things that we have to deal with, oh, God, it, it gets more and more absurd. Okay, so <clears throat> so the nudity thing, I think that's definitely in play, okay, because the more I go to the gym, the more I just, I, I feel like going up to some woman and saying, w- why even bother wearing clothes at all? I mean, it's, it's so tight. You, you, you're, <laughs> it might as well be face paint or, you know, you just paint your body and, and just walk around naked. Well, it, it, it's just ceremonial to have clothes at some point. <coughs> okay. But but there, there'll there be a further things. So one thing I did not expect, Ari. I mean, we expected a little bit, but I would not have expected it 10 years ago. Let's put it this way. You and I might have predicted gay marriage, that that was, was going to be some sort of social cause to fight. I don't think 10 years ago you and I would have expected that... It would be so quick that people would be forced to provide professional services like the bakery thing, the pizza thing, the photography thing um, <clears throat> if, if the, you know, to, to celebrate a gay marriage. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wouldn't ex- have expected that.
1: All gay marriage was when these debates started <clears throat> in the 1990s were the ability to go before a justice of the peace at a city hall. And get a marriage license. Yeah. It had nothing to do with florists, bakers, <laughs> dressmakers. Nothing at all. Nothing. You're absolutely right. Photographers. Uh, yeah. But, but that's, that's the inevitable
0: push. And, right. and it makes sense in hindsight. But it's, it's it, like a lot of things make sense in hi, uh, hindsight. But you never see the, the, the full consequences of all your, your glorious policies. And people just don't figure this out. I mean, for example, busing. When, when affirmative action was in high gear And they decided to do this busing thing By the Supreme Court, no less And that theory was, well Parents will be forced to Send their kids to these More poor areas of the Of a city, and then that will Force them to be a little bit more involved in the schools And that will elevate the quality of the schools <clears throat> Never mind The teachers' unions and all that is the real reason For the big problem, but, but we digress Right? So, so they did this busing thing and then, surprise, surprise! The parents said, "No way in hell, we're out of here!" And hence the phrase "white flight." And, and private school and private school, you know, and, and, and tuition and everything else. I mean, it was craziness. And as a consequence, the poor, the poor schools got poorer. Nobody thinks about the unattended consequences. Now, here's, <clears throat> and I'm making a prediction now. That is so perverse, and so upsetting. But I'm going to say it anyway That the gay movement Is such that You will be Ostracized Or considered To be a plebeian If you do not yourself Engage in homosexuality That you won't be required to Of course no one can force you to have sex God willing But at some point it will be Prudish if you yourself Don't admit to having had Sex with somebody of the same gender and, uh, and that's what you do You're going to try it out Try it out yourself You don't know if you're gay How do you know until you've tried it? You might like it better Right? This, this is what it's going to be like in the future You'll see It'll be a culture of imposition Of uh, uh, In the gay world at least The sexual world Is a very strange world And it's a world where There's been far too much openness in some ways, and at the same time, um, it it seems to embrace uh, this this totalitarian impulse to make people do things, even at the same time asking them to be open about it. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, for example, the, the nudity thing we just talked about, you know, it's one thing to say, well, a person should be allowed to walk down the street naked, which I think is absurd. But it'll happen. It'll be another thing, shortly thereafter, to say, you must allow naked people into your store. Okay, you will accept and you will let them in, and they, you will let them barter services and whatever it is, you know, exchange services and buy their ice cream cones and such. But I don't want naked people in my in my family store. Well, well, then you're uh, then you're being uh, the equivalent of a racist, whatever that means. That's the way it's going to be, because the progressive monster never stops.
1: And then, like you're saying, with the uh, imposition of sexual behaviors on you, the next step will, of course, be you have to spend a certain amount of time in public each week in the buff. <laughs> that, right? could, that, that could that might analogy. as well might as well be. Yes,
0: I just don't know. I, I I would never have predicted some of the things that I'm seeing today. I I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at at guessing certain things, but. At some point, I mean, some art work. I, I, I don't think anybody would have guessed. Well, I think that, well, well, yeah. I, I don't think that that so many any anybody would guess about the the nature of art and how crazy it's gotten. That, that that these artworks or what they call artworks would would garner this much money, this much attention, this much respect. It's if we're in that kind of world, then we're in a world. Area where just about anything goes. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is Barack Lurie. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Ben Shapiro here with attorney Barack Lurie. One attorney to another, Barack. From our discussions, I've come away with a tremendous amount of respect for how you help your clients. In fact, I've called you with client questions. What's the one thing that you think has helped you achieve your results?
0: Ben, if there is a thing, it's having a chess-like approach to litigation. And that means planning far in advance with perspective and timing. Too many lawyers take on cases without having a plan. And if you don't have a plan... A plan happens to you. So how do you plan? Well, we push for information early to see strengths and weaknesses. We always want to be ahead of the other side. Without that, we'll never settle. Or worse, we'll settle in the dark. Clients want resolution quickly. It's what they expect of us.
1: Folks, if you have a business or real estate dispute, I highly recommend you call my friend, Barack Lurie, at 866-575-8111. 866-575-8111. 866-575-8111. 8111. Fighting for what's right. Barack Lurie
0: at Lurie and Seltzer. Listen to The Barack Lurie Show Sundays at 10 a.m. here on AM 870 The Answer. Listen, you know, before the break, we were talking about such interesting things with regard to the Pope and such. And, I, you know, it, it, it always is about the, the changing society, isn't it, right? It, it, in many ways, the conversations we have are about which direction are we going into? Is this a good direction or a bad direction? And, you know, there are good directions that we often can look forward to. I, certainly from a technological p- point of view, it's, it can be very exciting to see all the new technology and the efficiencies that we can create, uh, different investment opportunities, the opening up of certain borders for economic purposes. Uh, that's, that's good. And uh, there's a lot of hope in that department. On the other hand, we have all the other directions that we are very concerned about. Uh, things that seem to be going a slippery slope, such as the Breakdown of the family, the breakdown of the definition of marriage, um, the uh, apparent callousness toward the, uh, to what we consider to be life, um, and it's a, it's a, it's an issue. All this stuff is is uh, something to be concerned about. Um, and then of course uh, the race relations, and of course the gender issues that they, they try to confuse about gender, are these good areas? No, of course not. they are they're challenges. And one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, it always... I always wonder, are people who believe, for example, that it's good to have uh, an open abortion policy, that a woman's right, a right to choose, as they call it, is so sacrosanct that, uh, you know, I wonder if they would actually teach that to their kids, their own kids, as far left as you could be, right? So, you know, would a father ever say... Um, to his child or daughter Hey, look, have a lot of fun with sex you know, you know, if you get pregnant, go have an abortion Right? Things you would never hear in that conversation Right, Ari? I mean, it's just, it's just it, it, these, these, A lot of these liberals who, who advocate certain policies They themselves would never advocate it to their own kids and that's what I want to explore today.
1: I oh, get yeah, it's a version of Evan Say, it's we want them just to practice what we want them to preach what they actually practice. Right, exactly. But now it's a reverse. Let's, let's actually see what these
0: conversations would right. sound like if they actually believe what they say. Right? So, for example, on the abortion issue, they, they, would, they would never say, you know, sweetheart, don't worry about the sex If You get pregnant, you have an abortion. Right? Have as much as you like. You know, I just wear condoms to avoid uh, disease. But, you know, that's up to you. Because, you know, herpes and all those things, no big deal. You know, you, you wouldn't expect a, a responsible parent to say that. Oh, how about this? Son, whatever you do, make sure to fight for your minimum wage rights. Right? <laughs> because it doesn't matter what you, you know, what you strive for. I want you to make sure that you get the minimum wage. Son, you got the minimum wage? Good for you. Come on, let's have a cigar. Things that are not going to happen, right? Um, then, uh, you, you know, son, listen. I see you're working, working really, really hard. Why? Just, just going welfare. Chances are, <laughs> you're going to get a lot more in welfare than if you uh, if you work. Laziness is your future, my friend. <laughs> go for it, okay? And I expect you to 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 go for welfare.
1: Or Barack Obama's this week. Remember how we said. Uh, people who send their kids to private school Are not participating in the collective Son, you know what? Because we need to participate in the collective <laughs> I don't care about that private school you're going to Where you can get into the Ivy Leagues You're going to a public school right? Because we need to participate in the collective
0: Right, oh my gosh, that's so great You understand the sacrifice you're making, son Thanks a lot, you're so great uh, Yeah, thanks, Dad <laughs> Getting bullied every day Have to worry about guns every day Alright, Uh Son or daughter, Jane, I, I, I want you to think in your future the following word, union. <laughs> right? I, unions are your best friend. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a responsible parent would not say that. They would, that's the last thing that we as parents would say to our kids, right? I mean, we would say, you know, unions are there. I mean, I, you might even like them for some reason, but you would never encourage your child to actually join a union as a successful enterprise.
1: Uh, except in, in my wife, in my case, since we're actors, being a member of SAG was a big deal because it's hard to join SAG. No, I, you have to work to join SAG. Yeah,
0: so but, but that's not that's what you would the, tell them yeah. as, as, a, as a way about going about their, their careers that, uh, you know, this is a first order of business. Union, my friend, union, yeah. right? So, look, you know, SAG and stuff like that, it's not the same thing. You're saying If you want to be an actor... Then then join the SAG, yes. right? Fine, I, I got that. But it, likewise, if you want to be a steelworker, you might want to think about joining the union for steelwork. But you would never say, focus on being a union member. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Let's start as, as a janitor, just so you can join the SEIU, and we'll work your way up from there. <laughs> right. oh, I, I hate to maybe jump ahead because no, I'm sure you thought ahead. of this one, but I think I thought of one of the ultimate ones. Son, drugs should be legalized, and the fact that they're not is a crime against humanity. For our part of social activists, I insist that you do every drug you can before you go to school. (laughs) I like that because, uh, you know, you're making a statement. Right. Only you could bring about social change. (laughs) That's right. Progressivism. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But no one would, in their right mind, would ever, especially these, you know, well-meaning type A liberals who live in the neighborhoods adjacent to where we are now, would ever say that to their children.
0: Right. Okay, here's the next one. Sally, you don't need to get married. It's just a piece of paper. Okay? Hell no. I'm not going to say that to my kid, and certainly not to my daughter or my son. Uh, No, marriage is is sacrosanct. It's a wonderful thing. I want them to look forward to it. But people so often talk about marriage as being just a piece of paper, but they would never say that to their child, that they shouldn't ever say but who knows what, what do I know
1: right Yeah and if someone who is married I assure you It's not a piece of paper it's many pieces of paper Right
0: so now let's say that's right. Now, <laughs> now that Sally says Look I, I am interested in this marriage thing Okay but I want you to know Sally Marriage is for everyone And everything What would you like to marry What do you mean what would I like to marry Don't you mean who I don't want to confine you Sally <laughs> What slash who Would you like to marry And is it a he or she? Uh, What kind of species is it? (laughs) You would never say these things, right? Now, of course, uh, uh, the liberals listening to this would say, wait a minute, Barack, we're not talking about that. We're simply saying, you know, they should have a right to marry somebody even if they happen to be from the same sex and you're exaggerating, blah, blah, blah. Well, we talked about this before. Even so, you would never say, um, you know, you would never encourage a child to, to think in terms of not getting married uh, and that's that 's the important part of it is. all right um, son, always make sure to get what 's coming to you from the government <laughs> right Handouts are the stuff of life, my friend, <laughs> and I want you to participate in that <laughs> okay, daddy <laughs> good, good shake hands son that 's the way I 'm really making this world. You would never say that right um, son you're black, or you're Hispanic, or you're whatever, minority, and you should demand, demand to be let in on lower standards, okay? That's, I want you to understand that, <coughs> because by golly, we've been victims the entire, uh, for, for many, many generations, and you need to have a, a leg up, and you need to be treated differently, right? Things, again, that you would never say to your son. Uh, here's a, a related one, I suppose. Sally, you're a victim. Understand that the world is against you. Your colleges, your teachers, your employers, they're all against you. And you need the law to protect you. And do whatever you can. Look at people with
1: suspicion all the time. Right? Find every lawsuit you could get into and get into it. Right. We'll be proud of you. Right. (laughs) How about this one? When you go to college, I want you to do one thing. I want you to occupy the administration buildings as often as possible, for as long as possible. <laughs> right. a minute. And if you have to go on a
0: hunger strike, do it. Right. I want you to see racism and sexism in everything you see and hear. All right? So, <laughs> so, for example, if somebody refers to God as a he, you just jump all over him. That's right. And you say he or she, like that Life of Brian scene, right? Um, okay. Son, if you ever find that you do get fired from your job. It means your employer was a racist, okay? And if you do, and if you don't get decent grades, well, that's because the test was was ethnocentric. You should, you should demand changing the test because it's not you; it's because you didn't. They didn't understand you, okay? All right, <clears throat> another thing, Sally. I just want you to know standards. That is uh, the, the very concept of standards is unfair. And unjust. In fact, it's, it's also racist, right? Why not? And sexist. Every, every notion of standard, that's silly. Okay? In fact, grades are racist. Grades are prejudicial in love of themselves. They're biased. They reflect an ethnocentric worldview from the Western civilization route. And uh, you, should, you should fight any standard whatsoever and, and demand it. And every time a teacher asks you or says to you, hey, Sally, you can do better. You can say, no, I can't. <laughs> okay. That's what you, that's what you do.
1: Um, How about uh, when you go on vacation, never go to Israel. Only go to Iran. Ooh,
0: that's true. Explain.
1: Well, because Israel is an uh, apartheid state. Oh, I And see. Iran is fighting for its right to join the community of nations. Oh, I see. Okay, that's fair. All right. Uh, But but, you know, in other words, uh, uh, preach what, uh, practice what you preach. If you're preaching BDS, let's BDS and let's patronize the country that is is okay on college campuses. Okay, that's fair. Well, certainly, would
0: as a as a parent, and unfortunately, I think a lot of parents do do this. They point to all of the uh, horrible things that America has done, or what they perceive to be horrible things, in any event. And they focus entirely on that. So the question, or the statement to the child will be, son, you live in a horrible, racist country that you must change. And if you want to leave this country, well then by golly, we'll be supportive of that very much. Right? America is a horrible country. Why are you even here? In fact, we're embarrassed to be here. Right? Another conversation you would never have with your child. Um, okay, if you engage in a crime, Tommy, it's not your fault. <laughs> It's the economy and the lack of jobs. You see, that's what, thats why you're doing it. So, you know, you, so you stole some uh, some some uh, VCRs and TVs and such from from the CVS store or whatever it is that you stole—toys, clothes, whatever. Let's talk it out, okay? Uh, is it perhaps because you you, you don't feel fulfilled at, at school? Is it f- perhaps because you didn't get a, the right job? That's that's the reason why, Tommy. It's the conversation That you would never expect A parent to have with his child And here's another thing That you uh, would never expect um, Sally I'm going to send you to college Where you have a 20% chance of being raped Okay Because there's a rape culture On colleges But well, we're real proud of you Go <laughs> Okay And whatever you do uh, Make sure uh, At the same time To have as much sex as possible Alright <laughs>
1: Because we want as much drugs and yeah. drinking as possible.
0: Because now too. is the time to explore your, your yourself and then figure it out. Okay, <clears throat> that's, that's the attitude you have there. Um, college is, is, is such a it's so full of ideas right there in terms of the things you you would not expect a parent to say, but that's one of them. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to your career and what you do, well, whatever you do, don't ever think about being a mommy. Just focus on your career for whatever it is. It doesn't make any sense to, to get married. Wait until as long as you can, right? <laughs> what we call bad idea genes, right, from the Saturday Night, Saturday night Live commercial, the Spoop's commercial that they did. Wait until you're 35. Tell that to any, any single woman who's 31, 32 right now that 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 somehow the best advice their parents ever gave them was to wait until they were 35 before they got even considered getting married. Bad idea.
1: There's a massive backlash right now against feminism entirely for essentially deceiving women that's an okay way to live. Even women's magazines that my wife reads are now starting to become populated with articles with that exact uh, uh, message because it's become so obvious to so many women. How it could not be obvious to you, just from a biological point of view,
0: uh, f- from 100 years ago, let alone the, the, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, where the, movie, the women's movement really took off, how that could not be just blatantly obvious to you that you don't wait until you're 35. And by the way, back then, it was even harder for a woman at the age of 35. To become pregnant, right? I mean, now at least you have in vitro and all that stuff, all the opportunities
1: and women to, to extend it. shape and all that other stuff. So, I, yeah, it, it's not abnormal to be pregnant later in life. The other thing that's so funny is, remember, that that message was brought to you by the same people who demanded that sex education was taught in school starting the eighth and ninth grade of my generation, which clearly said in the curriculum, a woman stops ovulating around. This age. Right. Hurry up. <laughs> right.
0: <coughs> oh, but go work on your career. <laughs> right. Speaking of which, son, I know that you're a boy, but I'd like you to start thinking like a girl, just to be fair. <laughs> all right? Uh, now put, put, put down the, all those toy guns, uh, and here are some dolls. I don't want to, Daddy Well, I, I, I feel you really need to adjust And uh, play with these dolls And appreciate being uh, a little bit more to Explore your feminine side In fact, what is feminine anyway? And what's masculine? You're nothing You're, you're just a, a kid with a penis That's it Alright? That's, that's, that's the way I want you to think of yourself from now on right? you, you would never say this Right? Never
1: <laughs> you can laugh out loud, all right? He's, he's, he's stifling i would uh, <laughs> like having to dip you, it's so funny. Because I'm thinking to myself, son, explore your feminine side. The next time your friends come over to play, I want you to cry with them. <laughs> I want you to all sit in a circle, and I want you all to tell each other your feelings and i want you all to cry together while the Powell Anka song feelings right nothing more than feelings is playing in the background right yes all right and
0: uh, of course you have to see the movie frozen and all the girl movies and such and likewise for the girls you know uh, drop that, drop that doll you know that whole uh, nurturing thing that's uh, it's not going to help you with a career right you would, a mother would never a parent would never say that should never say that to a, a, a their girls right I mean, but can you imagine? But this is what they are effectively saying. Everything that they espouse, everything, is uh, exactly what you would never say to your own child. And that's my point.
1: That's right? the, the worst advice ever. Yeah. Liberalism, F- the worst advice ever.
0: You know what? I think that's what we should, we should uh, title this. <laughs> I'm writing it right now. <laughs> um, liberalism, colon, the worst advice ever, because it's exactly what it is. You would never advise this to your own children, let alone to your own friends, you know, other than to just be conniving, right? Now, connivers would be great, you know, like, hey, man, just, you know what, she doesn't uh, use birth control and she gets pregnant, BFD, you know, she gets an abortion. And, you know, they're they're all empowered with that crap, so tell her, you know, just get, get her pregnant, what do you care you know, a perfect. An- a- or a food stamps. To that. Food stamps is another good example, yes. right? Why? Why work? Get your food stamps. The connivers would would give the advice to each other, uh, with with all the liberal agenda. It's perfect for connivers, deceivers, or you know, people who play the the system. That's what you would expect, right? But, but from a parent to a child, you would never say these things.
1: Right. And what it, it, the second you said that, what immediately came to mind is how many times do you hear billionaires? telling other people how money doesn't matter. I love that. Right? Yeah. Uh, Obama, right? Right. Uh, You know, telling us how uh, the rich have to give to the poor. He's rich. He doesn't give to the poor. Yeah. Don't go to private school. His kids go to private school. Right. Uh, Even even don't watch Fox News. He's watching Fox News. Right. Everything he does, he tells you not to do. (laughs) Because apparently what he
0: does will make you successful if you do it. While at the same time, he insists... That, um, well, assist, well, at the same time, liberals insist that even though it's, all, it's not about money, not every issue is about money, they still demand that conservatives pay all the programs, which, as it turns out, cost money. Who knew, <laughs> right? Yes. Whether it's the $100 billion um, bullet train that they want uh, to, to develop to take you from one place that you never would take the train from to another place where you would never go to. Other than that, it's a great idea,
1: right? But as it turns out, it costs money. Or my favorite example in recent uh, days here in California, let's dump a trillion gallons of water. Yeah. starting in times where there isn't a drought to save a fish no one's ever seen or cares about so that when a drought comes, yes. we can impose all of these fines on people who didn't dump a trillion gallons of water into the ocean, and then as soon as the fines become official, rain. Right. <laughs> right? Well, here's another thing. Let's, let's get back to where we yeah. the conversation yeah, said but we again, would never tell. The, the point is the terrible advice, <coughs> the imposition of do as I say, not as I do, and you go and do it But I would never do it in a million years right. You tell your children to do that I'm never telling my children to do this Because I'm not an idiot Right. You would never tell your child uh, You know what, don't try so hard
0: in the football team Don't try to be the great soccer player You know, the liberal parents And conservative parents alike Are always screaming for Johnny to try better You know, you can do better Come on, get that goal, get in there Right. Suddenly they're, they're, they're joke competition but, but when it comes to their, their actual advice you know What they would actually believe in, you know, from, from adult to adult They would never say again to their child Like I expect you to not worry so much about it Points don't matter at all Just get in there and have some fun No, they, they want to actually win And, and that's, that's their instinct as a parent And their right to have that instinct Because guess what The world is a competitive place You would never say that to your child You should never say that to your child You should encourage them to do their very best you never say, you know, don't try at all. You know, I mean, this is kind of, this is so obvious that it's offensive that we even have to, to think about these things. But it's, it's really remarkable. Uh, how about this? Son, um, your contribution to society, I don't even think in those terms. It's what society can give you, right? Uh, <laughs> that's a completely different animal. The, the, the John Kennedy approach, what, what can you do for your country versus what you, your country can do for you? That, of course, is totally out of the picture. They, they would never say that to their children. Uh, that, that somehow that they should just wait for what the government gives them. But even beyond that, they would, they would never say, um, just, or just you know, be a be a member of society. No, they they, they always expect a child, and correctly so, to be a contributor. Right? Whether that means being a, a good lawyer, a good doctor, a good uh, innovator of some kind.
1: Um. Or one of the chairs of the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> All right. 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 But, 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 but said, there's yeah. a perfect liberal child, Chelsea Clinton. And even she is told, be the best you can be, not be the... Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good Most example. Okay. It can be. But, but whatever, I mean, like like Mark
0: Zuckerberg making uh, some some great thing called Facebook or the Google thing. I mean, we now think of in terms of innovation, we think of, of technological inventions, right? But there are many other things that you'd be so proud if your if your son or daughter invented, or created. So, for example, uh, a new kind of music, right? Or um, uh, you know the wheels on luggages. Whoever invented that uh, deserves the millions and billions that he probably is getting,
1: and the Nobel Prize. Yes, of course. Seriously, Yeah, of course. For chiropractic. <laughs> oh, I see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But but whatever. They, there's so many different kinds of inventions. And you, there's always a part of every parent, and I say this because I'm a parent three times over now, that when they look at their child, boy or girl, you know, I hope this special somebody will make the planet a better place. And by making it a better place, it doesn't mean that you're a better complainer. Okay? <laughs> This is the
1: the. Look. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're doing so well. Oh, that's such a good one. How about this one? Yeah. Johnny, I know you're an adult, and I know you bought that gun that I don't like. Right. And you're calling me up. I know you're really scared. And I know you're cowering in your room with that loaded gun. <laughs> and a guy has broken in and he's rummaging through your stuff. But do not shoot him. Put the gun down. Go explain to him that because of all the societal ills, the fact that he's rummaging through your possessions to steal stuff, is actually your fault. And go apologize oh, to him I and see. tell him he can take anything you want. But whatever you do not shoot him. Okay, you, guns are not meant for you to protect yourself.
0: Yeah, in fact, don't even use the hammer that's conveniently nearby to defend yourself. In fact, don't defend yourself at all. Uh, how, about, how about this? And it's kind of related to what you said. You know, you have a child at school, and there's a bully. And he keeps on punching your son. You, and I'm talking specifically about your, your boys. A, a, a decent parent would never say, a decent father especially, would never say, just talk it out with him. Try to work it out. Or tell your teacher... No, you would say, if he's really hurting you, you punch back, right? This is what a good father, any good father will say. Punch back, don't run away, you punch back. And that's the kind of boy I want. Make him pay a price for hurting you. That's right. And then he won't hurt you. Yeah, that's... But you would never say the opposite. Right? right? Go tell a teacher. Go go run away. You know. Or Stay have pretty, a please, one? You know, wait wait wait. Yeah. You're 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 making me feel uncomfortable. You know. These are the things that teachers and and many in the liberal camp will tell you should be the appropriate response to when you're being bullied. No. Every decent parent, male parent in particular, will tell Johnny that kid, "You fight back, dude. That's the way it's got to be done." Right? Okay.
1: Oh, the one I've heard, which is the worst advice ever. Why don't you invite the bully over for a sleepover? <laughs> oh, that's nice. Right? That's nice.
0: Oh, God. You know, I. I it's um, It's almost every liberal mantra would would violate everything that you would tell your own child. And I guess that's the point of it. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's high taxes or otherwise. I mean, think about high taxes. High taxes. You know, you would never say, Johnny, uh, good for you to do your lemonade stand. Now give everything away to um, to the people who didn't work at all. But but he didn't help the lemonade stand. I know, but it's uh, he he didn't do it. But uh, he was lazy. But nevertheless, go ahead and give him the money. If
1: he wasn't here, there'd be no road for you to have the lemonade sc- stand. Oh,
0: that's right. You didn't, didn't build all. that.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> exactly. didn't build that. Johnny, did, I know you built your lemonade stand, but did you build the driveway? Yeah. Did you yeah. build the lawn? Did you build the park? Yeah.
0: See, now, now we're liberal will respond to this because I, I I know how they're thinking out there where, because I used to be one of them. You used to be one of them. And and I want to be fair. They'll say, come on, Barack, to, to really be fair in the lemonade example that you're just talking about, no, it's not about the neighbor who decided not to do it and give the money to that neighbor who's perfectly able. No, this is more the example of the kid who's truly poor, he can't get on his feet, has all sorts of mental issues, and we need to give money to that kid or to his family.
1: Or at least a free cup of lemonade to him because he's Exactly. Thirsty. Yeah. And so, he can't earn the five cents for himself. Right. So
0: that's the example, uh, Mr. Lurie and Mr. Dave. That's what we're, we, we mean. Well, but first of all, it's really not true that that's what you mean because— it, The the amount of money that we're throwing out to the most ridiculous programs and to people who are fully capable of working is obscene. The imagination that you have that it's just some tiny segment of society that is uh, getting the benefit of this is just totally flat wrong. When you're talking about literally 100 million people on some sort of government assistance, that's a third of the population. It means that a lot of people are on government assistance who don't need government assistance. I would say most of them, in fact, a hell of a lot of them do not need the government assistance that they are simply getting because the government is encouraging them to take the assistance. That's all. You would never say to somebody, to your own child, (coughs) you you do not uh, deserve the benefit of your labors or that somehow um, you um, you don't have to work hard to, to make the money that you're
1: that you're about to acquire. And you would never say to your child, don't work hard. Never. And you would never say to your child, it's okay, just steal. As long as you fill out the paperwork, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because think about just the, the moral disaster of the scenario that you just laid out, which, by the way, is factual. It means that a third of the people of our country have been turned into indentured thieves. Yeah. Yep, that's right. And they've lost all the perspective of what thou shalt not steal means because they're told, just because you're told you're not stealing doesn't mean you aren't stealing. Right. Well, look. (laughs) The other day, I was at Whole Foods Market. Mm. I bought a bunch of stuff and on the bomb rack I always put my meat. Now, you don't eat meat, so you're not familiar with this, but (laughs) some of us eat meat, which are living things that taste delicious. And I bought a uh, rotisserie chicken and I was in a hurry to get home. I put it on the bottom of my car. As I was checking things, I forgot to put it on the thing, the conveyor belt. I wound up stealing the chicken. As soon as I got home, as soon as I got to the parking lot, I saw I did this, but I didn't have time to run in and pay for it. So as soon as I got home, I took a picture of the um, uh, label on it, the Scantron with the price, and I called Whole Foods and said, can I pay this over the phone? They said, you can't, but thank you for your honesty. The next time you come in, just tell the cashier and you pay for it. Last night I was in the same Whole Foods. I showed them the picture. They scanned it, paid for it. The nice. point is, it was a $9 chicken. If Whole, Fu- I shop at Whole Foods all the time. I'm a loyal customer. If I didn't pay for that, okay, it would have been like a customer reward. They would not have missed it. Right. But I was not okay morally with taking a $9 chicken from a... Supermarket location, I liked. I was not okay with that. And the fact that I wasn't not okay with it is what means that I was doing for my society to make it better. And the fact that one third of the people in our society are totally okay with taking that chicken, if you will, is a terrible
0: thing. I'm with you. This dovetails into what I want to conclude with, which is the ultimate two things that you would never say to your child. First of all, do what you can to get away with whatever you can. Okay? You would never say that. It's the last thing we want to say to our children. And the most important thing we would never say to our child, and this encompasses everything we just talked about, son, you are not responsible. Okay? I think that really sums it up just the way that we would ever want to sum it up conversations that liberals would never have with their own children and yet still impose upon the rest of us. That's what this is all about. The hypocrisy is so wild that even a liberal should be able to see this. This is Barack Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk with you real soon.